So good to have you. And I don't know if it's the sunshine exactly or what it is, but you look fabulous today. And there is just such a great spirit of worship in the house. And as we were singing that song, Alpha and Omega, and we were singing about God's character, that he is good, I started thinking about this whole relationship reality. And if you're in a relationship with somebody for any length of time, you realize that there are days when you can wake up to them and, and not be sure which version of them you're going to get, right? There's some days where we wake up on the wrong side of the bed, where we wake up in desperate need of our coffee, where we wake up hangry, whatever the case may be, and you're a little uncertain because you don't know which version of the person you're going to get. God's not that way. That's why I'm so glad that you're here today. It doesn't matter what you've done. doesn't matter where you are exactly. You're going to get him and his goodness, his love, his grace, his favor. That's his character. We serve a good God today, and I'm thankful that his presence is here. My name is Jason Bentley. I serve as the lead pastor of our church, and I just wanted to personally take a moment, welcome you, and just thank you for being here with us, especially those of you that might be VIPs joining us for the first, second, or third time. Thank you so much for being here. There's a lot of great churches in our area. We think that God is doing something really special here, but we also recognize there's other great churches you could be in a lot of different places, especially on a sunny spring break Sunday, but you're here today and we're grateful. Spring break Sunday means a couple of things. It means that there's a whole lot of people that are gone today, but it also means that because you're here, I spent a little bit of extra time on the message so that you would hear the best message of the series. So today, I want you to open your Bibles with me, or you can open up the Waterview app and the digital worship guide, and let's look to Numbers chapter number 13. We've been doing a series called Basics, and we've been talking about relationships. Today, I'm going to be closing that out by looking at Numbers chapter number 13, and we're going to begin reading with verse number 25. It says, after exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel, and they reported to the whole community what they had seen, and they showed them the fruit that they had taken from the land. And this was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. And here is the kind of fruit it produces. Check out these avocados. Check out these grapes, these apples, these strawberries. This is no joke. This is amazing. Check them out. But look at all of this. Where we're headed is amazing. It's going to be so fulfilling. It's going to add so much value to our life. We'll never be the same again. But, and many of them began with that but, with that very big but, began to highlight all of the negativity involving where they were trying to go. All of the roadblocks, all of the hindrances, all of the, the facts. Here's what we could have, but... It's going to be so hard. It's going to be so challenging. There's going to be so many ups and downs. But Caleb, he tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. 
and I love his heart and attitude. Let's go at once to take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They're stronger than we are. The odds are stacked against us. And then they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. If you have a paper Bible, it's just one flip of a page. If you've got the digital version, well, you can just scroll down. But in Numbers chapter number 14, the story continues. This man, Caleb, he was discouraged by all the negativity and all the resistance to the good land that God was trying to take them to. So he and a buddy, a guy by the name of Joshua, these two faith-filled and determined men, Numbers 14 says, they said to all the people of Israel, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into that land and he's going to give it to us. It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. So for those of you that might just be joining us, or it's maybe been a few Sundays since you were able to gather with us, we have been doing a series the last few weeks on relationships. And we've been talking about some basics that we need in order to enjoy fulfilling relationships in our lives. And we wanted to take the time to to talk about relationships, because do you know that relationships, and yes, I'm referring to your wife, your husband, your fiance, your children, your co-worker, do you know that relationships are one of the best gifts that God gives us? Think about the entire relational landscape of your life, husbands, wives, friends, children, parents, And even though I recognize that they can be challenging, they are gifts from God. So as a church, we wanted to celebrate that. We recognize that relationships are a gift from God, and we need to enjoy them to their fullest. In fact, in the very beginning, in Genesis, when God was making the world and placing us in it, when he he started with humanity, he formed our great-great-great-grandfather, Adam. And Adam had a lot going for him. He had this entire paradise. And he had this one-on-one interaction with God. And the Lord gave him power to basically rule and reign over all of creation. He wasn't just placed somewhere helpless and without control. No, God gave him choice, gave him the the power to conquer and to cultivate. But Adam was alone, and there was something substantially missing in his life, and God recognized that and said something that is rather famous. I think the majority of us are familiar with it. God looked down at the situation and said, it is not good for people to be alone. i got to do something about this. And so He improved on his original design when he made Eve, and now the world is an amazing place because he put Eve with us. 
But also, even though we are, we're recognizing and celebrating the fact that relationships are a gift from God, I think it's very important on this last Sunday of our series to highlight this first point that I want to leave with you, that while relationships are a gift from God, it is a massive mistake to seek ultimate fulfillment in them rather than God. Because that's ultimately what so many of us do. We think that fulfillment comes through a romantic context or through a friendship. And we can, we can fall into the trap of thinking, if I've got this wonderful circle, this support group out there, I don't need anything in here and, and we look for fulfillment in our relationships rather than in God. And that's why ultimately relationships come and go and people are constantly searching because they're, they're looking for something in someone else that only God can provide. And so today, I just wanted to make sure it was really clear as we get ready to kind of tie up all the loose ends talking about relationships, that relationship with Jesus is the paramount priority of your life. Maybe you're blessed with a great spouse. Maybe you are blessed with an awesome circle of people in your life. But if you do not have a real relationship with Jesus, if you're not walking with him, knowing him, opening up and surrendering to him, you're never going to find true fulfillment or satisfaction. That's only found in Jesus. But once that we can establish that connection with him, that, that relationship, once that's established, then life and hope and help and healing and wisdom can then flow into our other relationships. But you've got to get your heart right with God so you'll be able to enjoy your relationships and so you'll be able to, when, when challenging times come, you'll be able to work on them from a posture of wholeness and fullness rather than deficit. Because that's what we try to do when we look for fulfillment in relationships rather than in God. We are trying to obtain this sense of wholeness and completion while not being whole or full ourselves. And so we're, we're, we're struggling from a place of, of deficit and lack, but the moment we step into a genuine relationship with Jesus, again, not, not saying, I believe in God, not just saying, you know, my family has historically been religious. No, I'm talking about really coming to know Jesus, who he is, and allowing him to work in your life. When you get to that point, he is the only one that completes us, and he gives us wholeness and fullness, and then from there, from that posture, we can then begin to interact with others in our life because being right with God sets us up for success in all other areas. Being right with God sets us up for success in all other arenas of our life. And so throughout this series, the last couple of weeks, just to briefly catch you up, we've talked about how in the very first week we talked about how we fight for our relationships by having the same mindset as Jesus. 
And then the second week, we talked about how Holy Spirit-controlled living will produce life-giving communication in our relationships, that we'll learn how to speak life-giving and healing words to others. We'll be able to interact with others in a way that is fulfilling, not draining. And then And then last week, we focused on how all relationships need the ingredients of both love and respect. And since the beginning of this year, our church has corporately, we've been reading through the Bible together this year. And and I would encourage you, although we're just now at the beginning of March, I would encourage you, if you haven't yet got on board with us, I would encourage you to do that. It's going to be very enriching, and you can connect with the plan that we're utilizing by just going to our website, waterview.church slash 14 days, and there's a link there where you can sync up with this plan that that we're utilizing to read through the entire Bible in a year. And so we've been together as a church reading through the Bible each and every day, and about a week or two ago, I was just doing my daily Bible reading, and I was amazed at how this narrative that we read together a moment ago in Numbers chapter 13 and 14, I was amazed at the relevance to my life and your life, and I was amazed at how it is actually such a picture of relationships, It's a picture of relationships. You see, what's happening in this story is that God has brought his people out of a place of slavery and bondage and hurt and brokenness and darkness, which was in Egypt. He he delivered them from that, and he's provoking them onward. He's luring them forward with this promise of the good land. Everyone say the good land. And they use, they use alliteration. They use description to, to capture the idea of the good land. A land flowing with milk and honey. And even when they went into it to, to check it out, they're, they're discovering fruits that are mind-boggling. I kind of picture them going into this land that God's prepared for them in the same way as all the children entering into Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Their minds are just blown by all of the delights and all of the splendor and all the magnificent options. And they're, they're right there. They're right at the edge of being able to, to leave behind this sense of deficit and destitution. And they're, and they're getting ready to step into something that's going to be so rewarding so fulfilling, that's going to meet so many needs, add so much value to their life, but they, they got to check it out first. So what happens is Moses, he chooses 12 guys, and he's like, look, I want you to go in. I want you to scout it out. You can tell the rest of us how it's all going to be. Just come back, give us, give us a report. And so they go in and they check it out, and they all come back And they all say, this place is amazing, mind blown, unbelievable. Oh, it's so good. It is indeed a good, good land. But as we read together a moment ago, 10 out of the 12 said, 
This is what God has created for us. It is good. It is amazing. But, but there's a lot of challenges. And there's a lot of enemies and a lot of obstacles. And there's a lot of potential broken hearts. And there's a lot of bumps in the road. Yes, it's beautiful. Yes, it's amazing. But, oh, the odds are stacked against us. And two, just two, the minority, Joshua and Caleb, they said, it's good. What more do we need? There might be some ups and downs, but God's going to be with us. Let's go into the good land. So what what really stood out to me, and you're probably already there, and that is the kind of relationships that all of us want in our romances, the kind of relationships that we all want in our families and in our friendships, they're the good land. That's where we're all trying to go. That's what God has in mind for us, a place that is bountiful and rewarding, and meaningful, and significant, and heartwarming, and affirming. This is God's idea, what God has created for us when it comes to relationships. In fact, Deuteronomy chapter number 8, I want you to look there with me. Deuteronomy 8 kind of speaks more to this idea, kind of underscores this this whole allegory. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. And right now, I want you to read this not from the perspective of us kind of looking back on a historical account. I want you to read this like God is speaking this to you about your marriage, about your relationship with your kids, about the kind of relationships that that we share here with one another. That's the lens I want you to read this and understand this through. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. Relationally speaking, a good land of flowing streams and pools of water with fountains and springs that gush out in the valleys and hills. It is a land where food is plentiful and nothing is lacking. Don't you love that? Nothing is lacking. Does that sound appealing? Doesn't that sound enticing? A relationship that is such a good land, nothing is lacking. And when you have eaten your fill, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. When you get there and when you embrace it and when you enjoy it, be sure to praise the Lord your God for what you're getting to experience in your life. So here's the thing. In this room right now, we have some Joshua's and Caleb's And then we have some people that might fall into the group of the ten. I think we would all agree, because we believe God's word, we know it to be true, that he has a good land in mind for us when it comes to our relationships. But some of us, because of prior experience, because of heartbreaks, because of letdowns, because you've been face-to-face with some things that have absolutely ripped your heart out, You're saying, yes, there's a good land, but, but. 
Some of you, you're not even married yet, but because you've heard what other people are saying and you watch too many TikTok videos, you're apprehensive about even pursuing marriage because it's got such a bad rap. I hear that potentially it's a good land, but but this happened to my cousin and this happened to so-and-so and that reality took place and I know about that terrible marriage, but... But I hope today, by the time we're done, that the same spirit, the same attitude that was in Joshua and Caleb would come on each and every one of us, and we would say, yes, it is a good land, and I want to get there. And this whole narrative in Numbers 13 and 14, it illuminates some principles to us that are going to help us get into the good land. Relationally speaking, regardless of the type of relationship, it's going to help get us there. Because hear me today, God can be described in a lot of ways. God's a healer. He's a miracle worker. He's a savior. He's a provider. But God is a God of principles. And principles, hear me today, principles are rules of operation for a thing that are from the creator of that thing that ensure preservation, that ensure protection, and that ensure production. God is a God of principles. This is so important. You can feel something all day long, but your feelings aren't going to get you to where you want to go. You may hope and wish for something all day long, They're not going to get you where you want to go. God is a God of principles. And principles are rules of operation for a thing that are from the creator of that thing. And when it comes to relationships and everything else in our life, whenever principles are ignored, abuse is inevitable. And so we've got to understand the principles, and we've got to understand the God of the principles because success, our success in relationships, in finances, in family, in everything in this life, they are all tied to our understanding and our implementation of his principles. And it's unavoidable. We can't get around it. Life is built on principles divinely created, arranged, and orchestrated principles. So what I'm really trying to tell you today is this. Ignorance is expensive. Ignorance is expensive. We're going to pay the price if we don't know and if we don't do the principles. And the right principles, when we know them, they can become a spiritual weapon of mass advancement. Mass progress. And we see this in the narrative in Numbers that in order to get to the good land in our relationships, we have to know, number one, about the principle of proclamation. The principle of proclamation. In other words, who do you listen to? Who do you listen to? When it comes to relationships, when it comes to the things that matter most in your life, who do you listen to? Because here in Numbers 13 and 14, an entire nation, millions of people, they missed out on being able to step into this amazing place that God had for them because they chose to listen to 10 
bitter, negative, lacking faith people. So who do you listen to? When we're talking about the, the principle of, of proclamation, that, that's really what we're talking about. Who has your ear? An entire nation missed out on what God had for them because they let ten wrong people drip poison into their ears. And it flowed all the way down to their heart. And it kept them from experiencing what God had in mind for them. So I think that it's very important that if we're going to go into the good land of relationships, that we need to develop the skill of discernment. Now, I'm not talking about the, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of discernment. That, that's something supernatural that only the Holy Spirit gives. But I'm talking about us being able to learn the skill of discernment, meaning that we can differentiate good people from bad advice. Because here's the thing about Numbers 13 and 14. The ten that were speaking the wrong things, they weren't necessarily bad people. They spoke bad advice, bad counsel, but they weren't bad people. And you know how I know this? Out of an entire nation of millions of people, Moses chose those 12. And look, when you're a leader... You don't choose your 12 worst when you're exploring a new initiative. You choose your best. And Moses chose 12 that he felt like were his best. So we're not talking about bad people. They probably were good people. They just gave bad advice. And I think it's important if we're going to have good marriages, good relationships... That in our life, we need to be very careful about who we listen to, who we allow to speak into our world. The, the principle of proclamation. Who are you allowing near to you speaking into your ear? Understand that they can be good people, but they can give terrible advice. They can be well-meaning people, but they can keep you from the promises of God. In fact, we read something like this in Galatians chapter number 5. Galatians 5 and verse number 7 says this, Before you were led astray, you were so faithful. The Apostle Paul's writing here, talking to some people that did not adhere to the principle of proclamation. He said, Before you were led astray, you were so faithful. Who has deceived you so that you have turned from what is right? God, who enfolded you into his grace, is not behind this falseness that you've embraced. And notice, don't you know that when you allow even a little lie into your heart, it can permeate your entire belief system? You've got to be careful about who speaks into your life. And this is what I have learned by reading the scripture and spending time with people over the course of my life and looking back over mistakes that I have made. Here is what I have learned in regards to the principle of proclamation. The successful, the successful people that get into the good land, the successful people that, that have what we all want to have, the successful are selective. And why is that? The next point that I want to leave with you. Whoever has your ear has your future. 
Whoever has your ear has your future. So I'm just saying, when it comes to the relationships in your life, who's who's speaking into you? Who are you listening to? Are you you getting your cues from Dr. Phil? Are you getting your cues from the hairdresser? I mean, you're there for four hours talking all about your man and how how upset you are, Adam. And and they're just full of wisdom, full of wisdom when it comes to relationships. Because after all, they've been married seven or eight times. They've got a lot of things to be able to share with you. Or you're at the barbershop and you're there. And, and you can just let it all hang out. Hey, man, like, here's what's happening in my relationships. What you got for me, bro? And, of course, he's going to be able to help you because he's been a barber for 10 years. I mean, what, what, what better qualifying thing is there than that? Who are you listening to in your life? It's the principle of proclamation. You could have some very well-meaning cousins some very, very good-hearted people even that you sit beside in church that could tell you some things that could really mess you up. We're talking about the good land. The good land is at stake. The good land is in front of us. We're all trying to get there. But we don't want the wrong, the wrong voices holding us back. In fact, if we're going to listen to, if we're going to listen to anyone, if we're going to listen to anything, let it be the Word of God. Let it be the truth of God's Word. Let God be true and let every man be a liar. At the end of the day, regardless of how many degrees and the letters that are in front of their name or after their name, at the end of the day, let's filter it all through God's Word. Let's hear what God has to say. Let's build what we're doing on on his word. Let's build what we're doing on on his people. Let's let's be so cautious about who we allow to speak into our lives. Will you stand with me today? I'm going to just go ahead and extend this on into next Sunday because we got a lot more to cover. But we're headed for the good land, friends. And, And we can do it. Because God's with us. And, and again, my prayer here today is this, that, that just from this little bit of faith, from this little bit of encouragement, that something will rise up on the inside of us that will say, like Joshua and Caleb, hey, it's worth it. It's worth it. I'm, I'm going after it. I want all that God has in mind for my life. I want it all. And number one, the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that I, I, get, I get my relationship with Jesus right first. That's where it's got to start. Because we basically, in this life, we've got kind of two different flows of relationships. We've got the, the vertical relationship. We've got the horizontal relationship. And what so many of us want to do, we only want to focus on horizontal relationships or not at all. But the most important is that, that vertical relationship. And then that will intersect our horizontal relationships. And then we have the perfect picture of the cross. Hey, we're entering the Easter season now, friends, where we're going to be celebrating the cross, celebrating what Jesus 
accomplished for us. And I'm going to tell you, he, he accomplished so much. When God entered into human history in the form of a man to live a perfect life, die a bloody death, and then rise again after three days, it was so that we could be saved, so that we could be forgiven of our sins and, and, and have eternal eternal rest, to be with him forever. It, it, it affords us healing, but it also allows us to have the good land when it comes to relationships. There at the cross, the vertical and the horizontal, it came together and Jesus hung there so that it could all be rewarding for us. And that's where it's got to start. So today, in just a minute, we're going to pray and then we're going to go back into worship briefly before we close out. But today, I want to make sure that you've you've got your heart right with Jesus. I, I just want us to just take a moment, look within ourselves and think, have I really surrendered to him? Am I really living for him? Today would be a great day to do that. And then, and then once you make that decision, we can then go out of here thinking, I've got to remember the principle of proclamation. I can't just let anyone, I can't just let anyone speak into my life because whoever has my ear, has my future, and I don't want anything, a negative report, a bad attitude, a corrupted spirit, I don't want anything to keep me from what God has for my life. So will you lift your hands with me as every head is bowed and every eye is closed? I want us to pray together all over this place here today. Come on, will you, will you join me? Lift your hands with me right now. Just open up your hearts. Let's just take a moment to just call on Jesus today. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your presence that fills this place here today. And Father, we're just right now wanting to just do a a spiritual heart checkup. We just want to make sure our hearts are right with you, that we are surrendered to you. We're in right standing with you. That's where it all begins. God, we want to make sure that there's a perfect intersection between our vertical relationship and horizontal relationships so that you can move in our life the way that you desire to so that we can embrace the good land. And I I pray today, God, that we would go out of here today beginning to take inventory of the people that we're allowing to speak into our hearts and into our lives. God, let there be people that surround us that will speak faith over us that will speak life, that will speak hope and healing and encouragement. God, I pray that we would begin to position ourselves in such a way around a faith family, in a small group where there's people that are building us up, helping us to carry our burdens. God, we want to be able to go forward. God, let nothing hold us back. I pray that you would be with us today, Father. We just thank you and we give you honor, glory, and praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, let's sing together. And the great news is is that the power of our God is here to help us in our relationships as we go out of here to help us overcome any and all situations that we're going to face throughout this week. It was so great, so great to have you this week, and we're now getting ready for our final act of worship. You know, worship involves a host of different things. We worship when we sing. We worship when we clap our hands. We worship when we listen. Even we worship when we take notes concerning God's Word. And this is the portion of our service where we worship God through 
our giving through our generosity, giving our tithes, our offerings, our financial resources to be able to build and to sustain what is closest to the heart of God. And all of this, all that we're able to do as a church is because of the faithfulness and the generosity of the people that comprise it. We have a big vision here at our church. There's so many things that we want to do. We're trying to obtain our own facility even this year. And, and the vision of what we're trying to do, the vision of what God has put into our, into our hearts, it moves at the speed of generosity. So thank you. Thank you for helping us sustain what God is wanting to do. And there's ways that you can do that. They're coming up on the screen. I do want to remind you that if you're visiting with us today for the first, second, or third time, take a moment, fill out that next steps card. You can drop it off in the box as you leave. Take it to the tent. Get a free gift. We also have launched step number one today. So if you're new to our church and you're wanting more information, wanting to get more involved, today's the day. Just take the step, join us and launch step one. Learn about us as a church. Learn about how you can become a part of the family, how you can get more involved with the plan that God has for your life. And we're going to look forward to seeing you next Sunday. So here's the thing. Have an amazing spring break. I told you today we were wrapping up basics but I didn't want you to be here for an hour and a half. So I'm going to continue my message next week. We're going to be talking more about these principles that help us get to the good land. So bring somebody with you. Come back next Sunday. Let's have an awesome time. We're getting ready to go out of here today. I also wanted to mention that we right now are a church that is a mobile church. We set up, we tear down every single Sunday. And today, because it's spring break, we get to leave everything set up. The only thing that we have to tear down today are chairs. So as we get ready to send you out of here, you know how you could really help us is just help gather up your chair, and it will expedite the process. We'll be able to go and enjoy the week ahead. But we love you. We just pray that God would be with you. If you surrendered your life to Jesus and made a fresh start today, indicate that on that card as well. And we've got a gift for you, something that's going to really help you as you walk out your relationship with God. Take it to the tent, and we'll take care of you there. We love you. Have an amazing week. God bless.